This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Quaddy Potty. Cashy joined by Nicker as always, mate. How are you this week? Yeah, good, mate. It's a um, bit of a different setup today. Couldn't get into the studio. Back in um, the Cashmore basement. In the basement. So, um, yeah, I'm heading over to the AFL tomorrow night at Blacktown. So we've moved it a day earlier. Um, and, yeah, might be a bit of an echo, but um, still not too bad of a setup. Yeah, no, if anything, it's better for you listeners because you get it about 12 hours earlier this week. Back to the old Thursday mornings instead of the Thursday nights. But uh, a lot to touch on, mate, from last weekend. Uh, first things first, we can finally say again, pays to listen to the Quaddy Potty. We cleaned up. Yeah, we did, especially that Quaddy in the end. That Quaddy... Um, $800 Quaddy. $800 Quaddy is not too bad, punters. So um, we, we did tip that, so I was pretty happy. And then a couple more winners there, so um, I was pretty happy on the day as well. Had about seven winners, eight if you count Mr. Brightside, which I didn't. I instead counted the fact that we got the try we said like yeah. bright side pericles, pericles buffalo. buffalo put it in your tries put it in your same race multis i was really annoyed on the day because i backed what i thought was the try so i thought i had a big payout coming i accidentally put it in for the quinella so i got about nine bucks i got the try i so, put the try on for us so sorry the... about that in our joint account That's we should right. have more money in it but uh yeah on that bright side winners just win yeah, mate. I told you, he's um he's the best horse in the country right now. Maybe apart from Imperatrice, um, there's not much doubt there in my mind. Um, I disagree. Fangirl's got a bit more to prove. She's good, but um she's not better than Brightside just yet. Brightside's done it consistently. Um, but yeah, he just wins. He's he's pretty good. Oh, it was perfectly set up for him. They went nice and fast up front. You know, Buffalo tried to steal it as was expected. You know, again made it look like. Fuck, he might actually steal it here, but then Brightside just like, nah, runs past him, gets the job done. Like we said, we got points for the tip-off, we got the try, we got the same race multis, so we were happy at the end of the day, and you know, it's always good to see fast horses run fast, and the more of that that we can get, the better, because then there's more stars that people can get around, and he's up to six group ones now. It's crazy to think it's only six group ones, considering how many races he's won, yeah. but like you just got to look back at it and you think so many of them have been group twos, threes, and then all-star mile type races where they don't actually have any sort of group calibre. So I think at this rate, do you reckon you'll get to 10? He is a gelding, so he Ooh. can run for another couple of years. Yeah, I think he can. Um, that'd be probably the over on the number I'd probably take. I think it's pretty pretty close, but um, who knows what's in the future, what kind of horses come through that are going to challenge him. Who knows, Fangirl might start challenging him. Fangirl might get on top of him every now and again in the big races, but um, yeah, he'll get a couple more, but um, yeah, he, like you said, he, he races a lot more in the, in the group twos, the group threes, the ones without that 
group standing. So um, it might take him another two years to do that. Yeah, exactly right. And if, if big races keep popping up, like things like All-Star Miles, your Everests, your this and that, those races, that will eventually probably be group ones, but they won't be for a while. If those big races keep popping up and if he keeps going to them, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, he might just have to wait until the very end of his career to get that 10. But the way he's going, he stays healthy. I see no reason why he can't. Um, another thing to touch on from Caulfield before we move back to uh, the Sydney races was Lady of Camelot. Fuck, was yeah. stiff. Yeah, it was So stiff. 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 I missed it live, but I went back to watch it because... Um, we were fielding on the day at cricket, so I didn't miss it, but I went back and watched it, and yeah, just stiff, man. Pure spy wire. Pure spy wire absolutely blitzing the sectionals. They went so quick up front. I think I saw the sectionals was something like 10.1 or 10.2 for one of the sectionals, I believe. It was definitely in the tens. For those of you who don't know punters, 12 is the standard. Anything quicker than that is quicker than standard time, usually. Anything more than that they're going is considered to be going slower. Um, so in the tens is considered fast, especially low tens. But again, Spywire tried to steal it. Camelot just rode it and like huge to be able to still finish as close, riding off those insane sectionals. You see so many, t there's a race every meet where someone tries to get into that speed battle and they just fade to last. But the fact that Lady of Camelot was able to stick on for a very strong second and only still get beat in the final stages, huge. Yeah, I thought so as well. Just a bit unlucky in the end, but um. Do you think that may have racing. busted her for a slipper? Who knows? Um, it's always difficult with two-year-olds. They react a bit differently. They might come back a bit sore sometimes because they're new to racing and stuff. But um, just have to wait and see. I'd say, but um, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be my go-to in the slipper at the moment until we probably see her run again if she gets another run. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We're three weeks away from the slipper now, so. She's qualified, who knows, with Gay. She could have one more run. She could go straight into the slipper. I would think she'd probably go straight to the slipper, but you never know with Gay. She might just think, yeah, you know what? Let's just whack her in one more race, get a bit of extra prize money, especially if she's thinking of maybe skipping the slipper because she's in, so she doesn't need to run. But if she decides, actually, you know what? We'll just go to one of the winning you're in races and just win it and then just skip the slipper altogether. Like... Not often that happens, but it's also not often that a trainer has half the field. So if she wants to send the whole crop, by all means. But she actually has the liberty to skip it with some of them. Yeah. Um, back to Sydney, really the main talking point. Celestial Legend finally stands above the rest. Wow. Huge for me. Huge for that Futures ticket that I tipped at the start of the season. Randwick Guineas next week. Very, very keen. Tipped it at like 11.13s to you guys. It's now into about $6 behind a militarise, who I'm unsure if it's going to be going. Most likely will, but, you know, again, militarise has other options. But, uh, yeah, huge run. Yeah, I saw it. It was, um, I remember the boys asked me who won that one, and I said, oh, Cashy's tip, and they all were like, oh, he's better than you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, good run from Celestial Legends, so... And Les Bridge was actually saying, reckons could be as good, if not better, than Celeste... No, oh, I was better. Celestial Legend. Um, I almost said Cheerful Legend. Uh, Classique Legend. Everest winner, Classique Legend. Yeah. So he thinks that just as strong, if not stronger, which is a big rap, considering how good that horse was. Um, then 
the only other news coming out of the last sort of week actually looks to next week. Think about it's meant to run first up in the Canterbury Stakes at Randwick. Imperatriz was meant to stay in Melbourne until the TJ Smith. But rumours are that they're actually thinking of coming to Sydney a start earlier, skipping the William Reid and going to the Canterbury Stakes for what would be a blockbuster head-to-head clash that they avoided all of spring. Imperatriz versus Think About It. Who do you reckon would win that clash, mate, if she does indeed come to Sydney? I like Think About It. I was my Everest winner last year. I picked it. And, um, yeah, I think Think About It wins. But um, yeah, I think Imperatriz um, chose for they chose for a reason not to send um, her to the Everest and stuff. So, yeah, we'll wait and see, I guess. But um, we'll talk about that next week if the rumours are true. I'd love to see it, but considering how much they value Group 1s, I'd be surprised for them to skip a Group 1 to come for a... Uh, I think Canterbury is a Group 2, but it, or Group 3, but it's definitely not a Group 1. I'm, pr- I'm positive it's not, and I'll double-check that so I'm not lying here. Oh, no, it is a Group 1. <laughs> oh, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a Group 1. Okay, so, yeah, that changes things. Yeah, I, I definitely can see her coming then. Sorry, punters. Um, I 100% can see her coming then, and that would be... A very, very interesting showdown, especially since Imperatrice is headed to TJ, which is back 100 metres at 1,200, and then think about it's going to the mile, so out to the 1,400, the start after, I believe, into a 1,600 metre, potentially into 2,000 metres if it goes to the Queen Elizabeth after the Doncaster. So two horses that are in completely different parts of their prep, completely different prep goals. So it'll be interesting for sure. But you, th- you think, think about it, would get the... Oh, I think so. We'll, we'll worry about it next week. If you, Fair if enough. You I, just want, I just want to point out Joe Pride. The fact that he's gotten a horse, like, think about it, where it is, and to have the liberty of sticking it to the sprints or going to the Queen Elizabeth is just a testament to him as a trainer, considering he is so good. And he only has about 100 horses under his name. He's 60. So around 60, is it? Yeah. Well... I was looking at racing New South Wales um, and I was actually interested, it just made me think, how many horses do these trainers actually have? Let's go looking for it. So let's just say Joe Pride has 60, yeah. anywhere from 60 to 100. Who do you reckon would have the most in New South Wales? Walla. You reckon Walla? Oh, yeah. How much do you reckon you'd have if you think it's Walla? Oh. Give me a ballpark first. It's well, it's not in the thousand range. It's anywhere. Let's. Just, I'll give you from three hundred to six hundred. It's about the range. I'll yeah, I'd guess. say he's got about about five hundred. Like you realise he races in. Sometimes he races down Adelaide, not often. But he's up in Queensland. He's in New South Wales and he's in Victoria. It's close. Again, because this is from racing New South Wales. I don't know if this is purely just the New South Wales based horses and that they didn't factor in all those other stables he's got around the country. But according to Racing New South Wales, he's got 490 under his name. Not hard. Not, not, not too far away. Well. Very good guess. But he's not even the top. Let me think of who. Who do you think would be the top if it's not Waller? If it's not Waller. Who could it be? Well, think the big names. in Just throw ones at me and I'll tell you how it's many they've Nation. got. Nation? No, it's not. But she's third with 409. Oh, wow, she got more than I thought. It's not gay. Gee, way more than I thought. It's not gay, is it? No, Waterhouse and Bot, 331. Yeah, I thought they'd be a bit lower. Cummins? He's got 269. Yeah, I thought he was like, who am I missing? Am I missing a big one here? 
James Cummings. Oh no, James Cummings is 269. Kieran Maher. Maher. Maher and Eustace, which is Maher now. Yeah, 543. Damn. So I was shocked. 543 horses just to the Maher name. That's a lot yeah. of horses to try and train. Obviously yeah. not all in work at the same time, but God almighty. Yeah. Like, and now that Eustace has gone to Hong Kong, that's a lot of horses just for one set of eyes. Yeah. But uh, we'll move on to the listener questions now, mate. Yeah, Uncle Camo asked, will J-Mac go down history as the greatest of all time? Um, yeah, at the moment he probably will. Maybe, who knows how we'll go in the future. Um, some of these apprentices coming through are pretty good, are probably better than J-Mac when he was there, um, their age. But then again, they've got a lot to learn and they've got a lot to kind of get through. But J-Mac is, um, he'll go down as the current best to ever do it in my opinion, but um, who knows how long that'll take before someone takes him. I reckon to put an analogy into it, like he, he is currently going to be the Gary Ablett, but a Nick Dacos is looking really good in the forms of, you know, Gibbons, Schiller, Lloyd. Agreed. Um, so we don't know, like, but currently he's definitely on his path to be yeah. the Ablett who's going to hold that title for a very long time. He's, uh, he's got 70 group ones at the moment. And everyone might go, oh, so does McAvoy, so does Craig Williams. But Craig Williams is 46. J-Mac's 31. Yeah, so crazy. if he races for the same amount of time, let's just say Craig Williams um, retires tomorrow. That means J-Mac's still got at least 15 years to go if he decides to race for the same amount he of time and he won't. stays healthy. He probably won't, so, purely based off he doesn't need the coin. Yeah, and so he, if he does race for another 15 years, at a minimum, he only needs to win... Four group ones a year, and he'll shatter the record that's currently 125 of Damien Oliver. Like, that's an extra 60. That'd be about 130. And we all know J-Mac wins more than four group ones a year at his current clip, so... Helps when you get the good horses as well. It, it does, mate. It does. I'd love to see if Zach Purton came back to Australia, if that shook things up a bit about who was getting on the, the top horses. But uh, move on. Dozer. Is Fangirl still the best horse? I think yes. Just wait until... This weekend. Wait till she, we see what she does. She's She'll gonna, win this weekend. She'll blow him away. Yeah, but she's not really versing too much. I think she's good, but I think she's still got a couple more races in her to um to be real good. If she loses, what are you going to say? What are you going to come out and say if she loses? Oh, I'll, I'll say that I was wrong. I'm happy to admit when I was wrong. Something that a lot of people don't think about me. For some reason, TikTok thinks that I'm just like stuck in my ways and I'll never admit that I'm wrong, but I'm very happy to admit whenever I'm wrong. Like, I said Fangirl is better than Brightside. If Fangirl manages to come out and lose, and it's... I reckon the only excuse was if she if she loses by, like, the bob of the head. But that would still mean she's drops down a rank to Brightside. But, yeah. Yep, okay. Um, Benny O'Brien, you think Brightside and Parishes will go unbeaten this year? Well... Depends where they go. Yeah, like I said just then, um... Imperatives, if you versus think about it, I think think about it will win. Um, I think Brightside will lose one. Um, he does. He won't go undefeated or prep. Yeah. He, he won last week, but it wasn't very comfortable. If Brightside goes to the Queen Elizabeth, which he probably won't, but if he does, won't win. If he goes to the Cox Plate again, even though it was a lip-off winning last time, I don't think he wins a Cox Plate either. No, he, he, he doesn't win everywhere he goes this year. It's a long year still, like... I don't think so. He'll he'll lose a couple. Mm. He'll be he'll be um, 
competitive in every race he races in. Um, will he miss the top three? I'd probably say no for this year. I can back that in, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather that than go undefeated. I'd rather take a market of, yeah, never misses a place. Imperatures, I reckon, misses the top three once. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me. But, um... Punters and collectors, do we have any futures bets for the spring or any horses that we think are a chance yet? Um... Not... I don't really have too much, do you? Nah, because there's only a few markets open and, you know, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup. Same with the Caulfield Cup. Everest, again, you need to know the slots before you start betting on that market. Only horse I'd bet on is uh, my boy Osmosis for a place because I think he probably ends up with a slot and place is probably his ceiling because he'll probably be ending up racing the likes of uh, Imperatriz and, like, um, I think he'll place in a TJ if he goes there because I just don't think he's good enough to beat an Imperatriz as good as I think he is, but that's probably the only other, uh, only thing. I'd, I'd more be looking for who's your best three-year-old now that you think you can put a bet on for the Golden Eagle as soon as that market opens. That's probably the only thing that I would start looking at. No, I've got, I've got nothing I really like at the moment. Um, yeah, maybe not necessarily for spring, but in the Australian Cup, Riff Rocket, if he gets there, probably looks all right. I reckon Gold Trip's got that locked up after his start on the weekend. You reckon? Extra 200 metres. Or wait and see, I guess. Smash it in, I reckon. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, I reckon my best advice is pay attention to the three-year-old races. So races like the the um, the Guineas and the Derbies and the, the Surround Stakes this weekend. Like, find your three-year-olds now that you think are going to be good value come when the Golden Eagle market opens for those four-year-olds. Um, I reckon that's probably your best go, looking at those Riff Rockets, those Celestial Legends, those Apulias, your Militarizers. Um, yeah, I reckon that's probably your best go. And we've got uh, one more. Daniel Horro, thoughts on the basketball promotion they ran at Caulfield on the weekend. Are you aware of this? No, I didn't say it. Not a lot of people were aware of this, unless you're watching racing.com. Um, so sports bet put a massive basketball court uh, trackside at Caulfield. I don't know if the general public could play basketball, but I'm pretty sure they ran basketball clinics for the kids. And, like, Scotty Pippen was there promoting the NBL. There was a bunch of NBL people there. I know SEN Track did a thing where, like, if you... A couple of the presenters were shooting free throws, and if they got it in, they were sending money to charity. Um, But it was an interesting one. It was, it was weird. Just a basketball court and basketball-themed activities while the races were going on 50 metres to their right. Yeah. Thoughts on something like that? Oh, I guess the NBL needs a bit of um, help as well. Probably that sport is a big opportunity in Australia, I think. Um, and saying that, my play social basketball and we got free tickets to tonight's game. Like, every single player that is registered to Hornets that we play at... Yeah. Got four free tickets. To the Kings game? Yeah, tonight. Is it finals yet? I don't know. I genuinely couldn't even know. I used to be a diehard Kings fan and I haven't, been, I haven't paid attention since Bogut retired. And it wasn't because Bogut, it just, that just so happens to be the last year that I actually... I've never watched last year. Paid attention. I used to... I watched the NBA sometimes. I used to never miss a Kings game. Never. Back when Benny Madden used to play and then when Bogut came through. But then, yeah, I've, in the last couple of years I've just clocked off completely. But uh, 
I'll say, good idea to have a crack, but just strange in my opinion. Yeah. Very strange uh, place to try and cross promote. Good, good try, but just strange. I'd, I'd need to see it happen a few more times and for it to be successful for me not to think it was a very strange cross promotion synergy there. But um, apart from that, mate, anything else to touch on before we move on? No. All right, punters, if you like what you're hearing, you like what you're seeing, give us a like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're aiming by springtime this year to get to 100 five-star ratings on Spotify. Currently, we're sitting at 72, so smash that five-star rating. It really helps us get into the ears of new listeners. And other than that, mate, quick shout-out to our good friends at Dabble. Yeah, big shout out to Double. Um, we'll be tipping on them today, so most of your prices will come from them. Uh, any bets we mention, go to our profile, click our tip, goes into your bet slip. Sorry, I just stuffed that up. But anyway, follow <laughs> yes. Double. At the Mock Sports, one click, copy bet button, straight into bet slip. Uh, and make sure if you're doing so, gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, think about what you can be buying instead. Join the 27,000 other punters following us on Dabble. Click the link in our bio, download today, and use the code THEMOCKSPORTS to let them know we sent you. Uh, okay, mate, the track is currently a soft five, but it is sunny in the lead-up to race day, but there is rain predicted on race day. So I reckon we'll probably start good four, soft, soft five maximum, but it just depends how much rain comes down on race day, if it even does, to see if we push out to the five, six, seven range. But there's only a few mils predicted, but we all know that weathermen can get it horrendously wrong, as they have done on Surround Stakes Day in the past, I think the last two years they've gotten it wrong. They said it was going to be sunny a couple years ago, and it was a heavy 10. They said it was going to rain last year, it was very sunny and completely dry deck, so just monitor that. But um, the rail's also in the true position, I believe, so it should be as fair as fair gets, punters, as we move into the, uh, start to move towards the pointy end of autumn. So... Straight to the point here, in race one, you've got the 1100 metre midway. I'm just going to go with Mad Darcy. Was on her last start, Nick, when she absolutely stormed home behind Marshall Music, who's also here, is the favourite here as well. But she gets a bit of a weight swing on him and gets an extra 100 metres to really stretch out. So I think she's right for the picking to be able to turn the tables on the favourite here. $6 to win, $2.25 to place. Mad Darcy in the first Rikashi. Same here, mate. Pretty boring start to the pod. We're on the same one. And then race two, I think we're going to be something similar in my opinion. Race two, the benchmark, 88. I'm keeping this pretty simple. Our Kobe son, um, one of my better ones of the day, $1.85 at the moment. Two wins on the trot. Don't know what else to say. It's, it's a pretty good horse. He's giving me Shelby 66 vibes, like that pure country horse that all of a sudden gets city-calibre talent. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a big race this year. Um, I don't know if it'd be group one, but I definitely can see him getting up into stakes class, group three, group two listed, and really getting a big win. He's just rising throughout the grades. Uh, Tashi, probably a nice each-way chance, will probably run up its backside. Tintuki is a horse that I really like. I've backed it to try and beat our Kobe-san. Beat before. Has beaten it once, has lost to it once. So, again, at that price, definitely a bet, but it is double-nominated. It's probably going to be racing... Uh, down in Melbourne. So if it raises here, I'll be having a cheeky small play on Tintuki. If not, my most of my money is going to be going to the Flemington market. But yeah, our Kobe son probably just gets the job done here. Short, sweet, simple, $1.85. 
probably not a race I'll be betting in, which is probably going to be a lot of the races at um, Randwick this weekend. But uh, yeah, should be winning. Uh, race three, Highway again. I'll be straight to the point. Perennial. Uh, beware the unbeaten horse, is the old saying. Three out of three, this horse is. Has yet to put a foot wrong. Bullock sticks as it has all the way through. Distance looks like it won't be an issue, even though it's coming there for the first time. $4.20. Happy to take perennial. I'm taking compelling truth here. The only thing that really worries me is the barrier. Gets a better barrier. Wins pretty easily, in my opinion. $4.80. Comes to the class three with the highway. Um, won some uh, um, low benchmarks before that, but um, taking compelling truth here. Race four, interesting one here. You got another <laughs> two-year-old. Um, Storm Boy's your favourite, dollar thirty. I don't think he loses. If dollar thirty, he was a dollar eighteen a couple of hours ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, this is a, a win in your in race as well, even though he's qualified already. But this confirms it. If he wins, uh, he's guaranteed a spot in the slipper. Uh, he'll probably come out. He'll probably smash them. He'll probably firm into like two dollars or something silly for the slipper. He's looking very hard to beat in everything he goes to. He's just a tank of an animal. He wins. He'll be my tip. But if you want to have a play for a place here, parkour for a place will be my um, $2 for a place. But Storm Boy will be my winner. So yeah, Storm Boy wins. Thank you, next. Won't be betting on it. If you're desperate, prost for the upset for the stable mates. Also a decent uh, Waterhouse chance heading into the slipper. But Hieronymus yeah. off. Like... Genuinely, even if Markland, so I don't know if Gay's had a say in saying that she wants to keep him. I think they've agreed that Markland yeah, they, probably takes for the slipper. McDonald. Was it McDonald that I thought Markland's coming over and no yeah. more. Oh, Markland's coming. Markland's coming to ride. Uh, I'm not sure who he's booked on for the slipper, but um, yeah, more is the one that's probably going to fly in, fly out for slipper day. But there has been a lot of contention. J Mac joked about it. I think. It was J-Mac who joked about it on radio, saying, like, if more wants it, he'll probably get it. But, like, Switzerland and Stormboy will be the two Cornwall-owned horses. One or the other will be on, and essentially Moore's probably going to come in and just say who he wants, and that's who will ride, and J-Mac will ride the other. But, again, imagine if he goes under just because Hieronymus off. That'll be very funny to watch. But uh, race five, um, open race here at 2,000 metres for the benchmark stayers. Uh, Logan Street Lion looks quite dangerous, as does the favourite Redstone Well. And probably Louisville's another horse that I could entertain as an each-way play. However, I'm going to stick fat Miracle Spin. Ran some of the best sectionals of the day last start and was the best sectionals of that race. Jumps steeply to a much more suitable distance of 2,000 metres here. Should get shuffled to the back, though, from that inside barrier. It gets back in general, but... As I've said many times on this pod, the 2,000 metre start at Randwick's a bit of an awkward one. It's right on a bend, so if you want to get forward, you have to work pretty hard to get up there. Otherwise, you're getting far back. But as long as she doesn't, he doesn't get like 10 lengths back, as long as he's within striking distance, I think he'll run over the top of them. $8 to win, $2.60 to place. I'm going for Logan Street line here, $6.50. Last start, the 1,600 looked pretty well behind Redstone Well. Um, obviously, your favourite there. It's an extra 400 metres, should be peaking for this one. Third up, $6.50. I like it in this one. So it'll be my tip for the fifth as we head over to the sixth. Another boring one for me, 1,200 metres. Manal's your favourite, and I'm going to be with her. Um, love the way she goes about her. Go, goes about it. Um, was one of my better picks out of the, out of the yard from the, the two-year-old trials. Backed it at $51, so um, can't complain there. But, um, yeah. 
It'll be my tip, Manal. I think she wins. Another win in your in race for the slipper. I don't think she's a slipper winner, as I've said a couple times so far. I think she's just going to get better as she goes out. I urge you to get around her for a place in the sires and the uh, champagne stakes if she presses on. Because the market's so obsessed with Stormboy, if he presses on, as is the plan, uh, and just smashes them, you can still get like $8 for a place for Manal in the champagne over 1,600 metres, so that's probably the bet I would have a look at here. She's going to be winning this, I think. I don't see anything else uh, being it. She's not only beaten Lady of Camelot once, she was also behind Lady of Camelot in the last start. Class hopefully gets her home here. Um, yeah, that's about it. As we skip race seven and race eight for the tip-off, we go to race nine. This race is really, really weird. The 1,400 metre um, Guy Walter stakes here for the girls. This is kind of like the battle of the money munchers. All of these horses at one point were super promising and then have just become so inconsistent. And it's a shame considering you've got like Dewis and Hinged here, two really, really strong horses that probably should be in the very elegant stakes. But they've just dropped off a cliff so badly they end up being here. Um, I've, but I've got to go Hinge. Like she's, like I said, she's ended up in this race instead of the very elegant stakes, which a year ago you would have thought 100% she's going to be in a race like that with that sort of field. Um, so she won't know herself in a field like this. She's been too used to running around with the fangirls, the thinking overs, the zakis, the. Um, you could rattle off a huge number of horses. So, I mean, if she isn't running well here, I reckon time to retire for her at the end of this prep. $3.40, just going to have to be unhinged. Uh, yeah, I'll take hinged as well. I think Duas is just can't get it down at 1400 A bit better at the longer distance. Um, yeah, I think hinged is probably the best suited to this race. Best horse. Put in pretty good words, I think. If it loses, it's done. So, very nice. We head over to the last... Race 10, Liverpool City Cup. Good race, this one. I really like this one. A um, couple of good horses here. Cole Crusher, Golden Mile, um, Kovalika, Democracy Manifest. Succulent. Succulent. So succulent. Hard to say. And then Winchat. I think I have to stay with Winchat. Good win two weeks ago for me. Um, it was my best of the day. At just at $2. Gets a $4.20 mark. Comes up in grade. But um, looks pretty good. It'll be my tip for the last. So succulent, you got me there. Um, uh, for me, import alert. We all know I love an import. New Energy is a talented horse coming out of Europe. Um, look, has form in Europe behind Light Infantry and Buckaroo, two Group 1 uh, performers in Australia. Yet to have won Group 1s in Australia, but they have stuck strictly to those high-end races. Buckaroo, of course, lines up in the very elegant stakes. I'll talk about it. A bit more about it when we get to that race so surely that form reads really good and could take it a long way here usually strong first up but could need a couple of runs to really get going in australia but 11 dollars to win 3 dollars 50 i'm very interested to see if it's fit and firing enough to show the aussie horses how it's done first up here all right nice. mate that concludes the round of rundown let's head to the great tip off currently i'm edging you out slightly one win, one second, one third. You've got zero wins, two seconds, zero thirds. I'm 8.1 points, you're 5.3. So 
But not much in it. As soon as someone gets a big winner, it will change the game. This is the race, uh, the surround stakes, which are inspired the change from the one, two, threes to the odds based. Because surround stakes 2022, I believe, went hinged, got up at a massive price, and I backed it. We were at 40s bucks party, and I told our good friend Bailey Jones to get on it, and he said that I single-handedly saved his day because it got up at massive amounts. And Because I remember I was in the stables looking at the horses, and I heard one of the co-trainers say to one of the owners, Fangirl short, Espiona short. Yeah, they're probably going to win. But if you want to bet, bet on Hinch. She's flying in the yard. And I just texted all the boys, texted Bailey. They all got on. And we had a big, big collect. Um, but yeah, that inspired us to go to this odds base. And who knows, might cause a boil over again here and get us right in front. We'll start with the surround stakes, mate, before we'll go over to the Australian Guineas and come back for the very elegant stakes. So surround stakes, who you like and why? Um, sorry, you get it up first. Here you go. Um, I'll go Zardozzi, purely because looking at this field, there's a few horses that look really, really good. You know, you've got your Kamachis, you've got your Learning to Flies. If Learning to Fly wins, I'll be kicking myself. If you're on it... Um, which I'm sure you're probably leaning to. If you get those points on me, I'll be pretty annoyed. But Zardozzi, at the price it's at, hang on. 26 Yes, $26 to win. $5.50 to place. Yes, of course, this is a horse that's going to get much better over longer distances. It's an Oaks winner, you know, of course. So obviously it gets better over, four, like over a distance longer than 1,400. But I mean... Has Tom Marquand on, you know, usually goes well enough first up. Has won at this distance before. I see no reason why it can't charge late uh, into the placings. You know, I'll take five and a half points just for it to run a placing. Then if it wins, laughing. But uh, yeah, Zardozzi for me in the surround stakes. Yeah, I'll be with learning to fly. Um, unlucky not to get the win first up against Kamachi, but um, I really like this horse. And um, it'll be mine. Yeah, it was really positive to see her run well. Like, uh, she was only got beaten by a lip on that day. Like, she was so good as a two-year-old. And the fact that she came back just as good as a three-year-old is really positive to see. She could have never raced again, which would have been really sad. Move over to Flemington before we come back for the main event. Uh, Australian Guineas. We've got Riff Rocket, V8, King Colorado, Apulia, Zipaway, Cap Ferret, The Pender Dragon, Run Harry Run, Sunsets, Vidad, Snow Patrol, Southport Tycoon, Otago, Hey Fat Cat, Quintessa, Vieste, Maha Ali. Mate, who are you looking at and why? It looks like a bit of a tough one between King Colorado and Riff Rocket for me. I'm going with King Colorado here. I think he'll bounce back very nicely. Zara runs very, very good in the big races. $7.50 and $2.50 is a bit better of a price for me to have um, than the $2 horse in Riff Rocket. I'm going to go with Riff Rocket. Not often you see a Derby winner do what that horse did two weeks ago, as we discussed on the pod. It's a Derby winner. It should not be that strong and that dominant over 1,400 first up when your last start was in a Derby. Like, King Colorado did everything right that start, followed it, and should have run straight past it. But no, Riff Rocket kicks back and put him away with ease. We know he loves Flemington, his two biggest uh, runs in his career have been at Flemington, obviously over longer distances, but I mean, I can't not take him here. If he's versatile enough to get the job done here at $2.35, he 
he could be an absolute star in the making. So Riff Rocket for me. As nice. we move back to the very elegant stakes, mate. Somber, somber event. There was so much... There were celebrations from one part of the industry. The other part wasn't happy that this wasn't... Uh, was getting renamed because it used to be Chipping Norton Stakes to represent the fact that it used to be at Warwick Farm. Got moved to Randwick. Now it's... All Warwick Farm history has been erased, but I like it because I like Very Elegant. But uh, yeah, big tribute planned apparently for the horse uh, come the weekend. Um, but... Interesting feel. You've got Fangirl at a very, very short price, but let's go through the facts and stats, mate. So here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick in the very elegant states. 11 of the last 13 winners have come out of the Apollo Stakes. This race is one for the favourites backers. 11, sorry, 10 of the last 11 winners have been the field favourite. There's only been seven female winners in the last 40 years. And those mostly coming from Winks and Very Elegant. That makes up six of the seven. Um, only two winners have jumped from a barrier wider than eight in the last 30 years. And barrier number four has produced nine winners since the year 2000. That's pretty big. So 23 runs, nine of them have been from barrier four. So, I mean, looking through the field, like it sort of aligns again for the most part to Fangirl apart from that female statistic because I mean you know Fangirl it's a favourites race uh, polished stakes race but then you've got the female statistic and you've also got the barrier statistic okay don't usually jump from barriers wider than eight she's in barrier ten you know so if you go on that logic Navajo Peak in barrier four at $34 might not be a terrible bet if it's got that you know barrier four omen on it but uh, thoughts, mate, just on face value, is Fangirl unbeatable? Um, I don't think she's unbeatable. You can't be on her for a betting point of view at this price. Um, there's better options for betting. Can she win? She should win after that first run. I'm not convinced she's the best horse um, in the country. So I, um, I don't think she'll... I think she'll win, but um, if I had to go for someone else, I think Cascadian... It's going to be mine. Go for a bit of value. $2.90 for a play, 16 for a for a win. Um, just got slaughtered last run by Zach Lloyd. Absolutely slaughtered. Um, even said, uh, I'm pretty sure there was jockey in interviews after, and he said, yeah, horse is absolutely flying, but it's all my fault. I, I stuffed that race up. So he came out and said it, but yeah. Cascadian for me, good horse. Maybe a bit too old, but um, I'm going to give it a go here. Jockey change, so... Fair enough, gets Tom Markland on board. Uh, Buckaroo for me, fangirl, wins, yes. But as has been the case for most of the races so far, we need to look elsewhere for the points and we'll play those trifectas, those same race multis instead. So I think Buckaroo, again, was really nice in that Apollo, despite not really getting near fangirl, was 3.2 lengths off. Ran on enough to suggest that the extra 200 metres, a bit of steer, can sneak into the places there at $12 to win, $2.45 uh, to place. But again, from a betting point of view, I'll probably just go Fangirl, win, Buckaroo, top four, same race multi. That should pay about $3, $3.50. I was checking the markets earlier. Um, but yeah, uh, Fangirl just wins. Winners win. Fair enough. All right, mate, we move to the quad. Uh, no, not the quaddy, around the grounds. Have you found anything around the country? Uh, yeah, i got a couple this week. Uh, race five at Flemington, inhibitions, $8.00. Race six at Flemington, another will at $1.70. Uh, Cabalis, 
Race number seven at Flemington, $3.70. Then race nine, a tissue wins at $4.80. Lovely. Race one, Tim Tookie, $3.40. Spoke about it earlier in the show. More likely to come here if it handles the straight. I'll be taking that bet every day of the week. I think it just wins. Race five is the only other one I've got. Satin Silk, $14 to win, $3.70 to place. Big fan of this horse. Rarely does me wrong. Three out of four wins so far this prep. Can make it four out of five here at big odds. Again, just needs to be able to handle the straight, in my opinion. Uh, and she should be in the money, if not win. Uh, as now we move to the quaddy, let's try and go two weeks straight, mate. Let's try and land a big one. Yep, we've got Cascadian, Just Fine, Fangirl and Buckaroo in race seven. Race eight, we've got Loon, The Fly, Kimochi, Zardozzi and Tiz Invincible. In race nine, we've got Juas, Hinged, Alentia and Osbred Flirt. Race 10, we've got New Energy, Wind Chat, Cold Crusher and Kovalika. $50 gets you 19.5% as always. Yes, again, the typical mocks for each race, just to cover in case there's a boil over. But uh, I reckon the riskier punters could go one out with Fangirl. If you're brave enough, that'll get you a much bigger percentage. Um, and that'll probably be the name of the game if all favourites are getting up and Fangirl being at $1.50 won't pay a lot. But uh, we move to the best bets around the country, mate. If you're going to have one bet, where's your money going? Uh, I'm stuck between two. If it's going to be Manal or if it's going to be Al Kobison. Um, I think it's going to be Al Kobison. I think he, he's my best of the day. I think he's at $1.90 now. Might float out to $2. Just a class above that horse. Um, he's pretty good and I think he'll win pretty early in the day. Yeah, if Al Kobison gets out to $2, I'll definitely be betting into that race. But under $2, no thank you. Uh, my best bet... Has to be Riff Rocket in the Guineas. I, just, I was just so blown away by what he did first up. Uh, again, you don't often see Derby winners doing that so dominantly over a shorter distance um, first up. So comes his second up, while a horse is always go to another level second up, if he even can from that first up run. So yeah, I'm just really keen to see what he can do. $2.35, double your money. Fair Buy enough. me a beer if it gets up. I'm, I'm on fire this year. I've had a good start to the year. I'm beating you at the moment with the best bets. Managed to land Dunkel last week. Hopefully, go two weeks straight. Very nice. Anything to say before we sign off, mate? Um, yeah, it's all good. Best of luck this week, punters. Too easy. I'll be down there at Randwick on the weekend. If you see me, come say good day. Always love seeing the mock community out in the wild. But other than that, good luck. Gamble responsibly. Save your money for the next few weeks. Golden Slipper in three weeks and a few weeks after that, the championships. That's when we bet, 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 mate. All right, we'll see you next week, punters. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone.